1: Welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, well, the ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants herself, the Twitterless heroine, Miranda Morales. Welcome back. We have been on a brief hiatus for a few weeks, but I am so happy to be back with all of you. That means you have another well, I would say hour, but that's best laid plans. Uh, but you have uh, some more time with me, Miranda Morales, sharing my thoughts and insights on the world of professional wrestling and more. Uh, it, it just feels good to be back. I mentioned a two week brief hiatus. Uh, first week was planned out. Uh, I just for just for fun facts for all of you to know, um, my sister got married two weeks ago. And so I had to travel in order to uh, attend that event. And so I couldn't record, but you know, life happens. Um And then last week, we were not able to record due to some scheduling uh conflicts. So, you know, but you know, it's nice sometimes to get away to have a little bit of a break and to come back. So being back well it means i am also joined by my one of my best friends my co-host the the man uh, behind the buttons and also the kingpin of the chairshot.com greg demarco
2: it's not my fault it actually was my fault last week was totally my fault yeah. i um yeah work Sometimes work gets crazy. So, yeah, it was my fault. It was like last minute, too. It's not like, you know, yeah, the week before was planned, which is really funny because the week before, the week before, you're like, we're going to be here every week. And I'm like, we're not even going to be here next week. Like, what is she talking about? Yeah,
1: no, I mean, not that I didn't lie. I just, you know, just trying to, we try to try.
2: We do. No, we we do. No, last week was just work got crazy, kept me late. And yeah, just, you know, sometimes just things aren't going to happen. That's what happens when you are doing stuff on the side and... It just, you know, that's just that's just the way it goes, man. That's just the way yeah. it goes. But sometimes, goes. you know, yeah. bit of a wild card. Wild
0: card, bitches! Yeah.
2: Classic. But
1: hey, you know what? It's sometimes nice to have a break. You know, we do both of the shows, both the hashtag Miranda Show and the Greg DeMarco Show, pretty much every week, um, with some, you know, breaks here and there. Uh, but I have certainly been guilty of go, go, go and don't always take enough time to, you know, have a rest day to recollect myself. So that's an important message I just want to share with anyone who's listening. Sometimes it can be very hard in life to take a break. I normally don't take breaks, especially with podcasting, unless they're forced upon me, like Greg canceling or a a certain event in which I physically cannot be in front of my computer to record. Um, It doesn't happen very often. I usually revolve a lot of other aspects of my life around podcasting um, because I enjoy it. I, I love it it's so much fun um it's you know a fun escape uh, as a caster but also as someone who listens to podcasts so it's you know it's it's hard for me to break away but it is necessary every so often to just take a break. Um, So, you know, over the next few months, there may be some more breaks uh, in between where this show may not be every week, but I make a commitment that every time we do record the hashtag Miranda show, it's going to be fun. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be something as a listener that you can enjoy and, you know, have a little break. From yourself, you know whatever it is. So, um, welcome, welcome back.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean the breaks are breaks are good. I think it's better to plan them out so we can do things with them, and and we will, and it'll be positive, and, and it'll be fun. And and you know when you when you know if if you if you get you know one less show a month, I think you'll be all right, and and yeah. life will still be good, and and maybe have a chance to discover some other stuff. Maybe you get a chance to listen to a podcast that is. <gasps> Not about wrestling. It's just amazing the things that are out there that when you just allow yourself to listen and discover. So I think the listeners would be I was going to say,
1: those don't exist in my realm. Literally every oh, podcast I listen to is wrestling. <laughs> oh, but they do.
2: I listen to <laughs> but far they do. more at this point now that, like, that there's no commute involved. I listen to far more non-wrestling than wrestling at this point. Like uh, I have completely gotten off the habit of all the Conrad Thompson podcasts. I don't listen to any of them anymore. Oh, wow. I listened to like a four week old edition of eighty three weeks, and and I had started it and then didn't touch it for like three weeks, and then so glad I tuned in to hear Eric Bischoff slam Bruce Pritchard for retribution. So retribution because that sucks. And, and well, we're not
1: going to be talking about
2: hell no. Retribution. We didn't did talk show. about. Retribution during my show either, and it was on the rundown, and I was like, "Nope,
1: yeah, they
2: don't get it. Nope. Hell in a Cell does." So yeah,
1: yeah. Well, tonight's topic is going to be interesting. It's not one that I talk about a lot on this show. We usually are very WWE, AEW centric on this show, uh, but this is a promotion I keep up with pretty regularly, and that is due to the fact that I do another podcast. Um, as part of Big Gold Belt Media with uh, Najir Chambers. Um, we do a weekly review of Impact Wrestling on Access TV, and that also means we watch uh, the pay-per-views. So this week we are going to be covering Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory that happened this past Saturday. Uh, that was October 24th. And, well, there's a lot that happened for, at Bound for Glory. Um, definitely a lot of surprises. Uh, lots of things that I did not personally expect, and you know, for some fans that's a good thing. For other fans, it's it's not so good. And so we're going to be reviewing and talking about Bound for Glory a little later on. But before we do that, well, we got some things to share for you. I mean, first, how rude we introduced ourselves, but we didn't tell you where you can find us on social media. Maybe you want to. Maybe
2: fun. we don't want to be found. Maybe we're like, that's, that's don't don't come looking.
1: That's also a lie. We want to be found. Yeah, we do. Find us. Yeah, we want to be found. So you can follow me, Miranda Morales, on Instagram and Facebook at the hashtag Miranda. I am not on Twitter. That's why I'm the Twitterless heroine. But you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at the hashtag Miranda. Again, you can find links I always share when uh, this uh, podcast is up. Same thing with the other show that Greg and I are on, the Greg DeMarco show, plus some of the other projects that I'm on, including other podcasts like Lucha Central Weekly Podcast um, and Big Gold Belt Media's Impact uh Uh, on Access TV Weekly Review. I've started to do some ring announcing again as well. So sometimes I promote some of those on social media. Uh, if you do want to find me on Twitter, well, there's kind of a sneaky way to do that. Every so often, I take over the Chair Shots Twitter account. So you can follow at Chairshot Media on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. But every so often, usually on a takeover, NXT takeover to be specific, I will take over the Chair Shots Twitter account and you can communicate with me, reach out to me, see what random thoughts I have about NXT takeovers and see me bumbling through the world of Twitter. So go ahead and follow at chair Shop media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And well, if you, while you're at it, you might as well follow Greg. He has a lot of cool content too, uh, especially if you are into fitness and motivation. If you're into wrestling, if you're just interested in some fun stuff, you can follow Greg at chair Shop Greg on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.
2: Yeah. You know, uh, so funny story, not funny story, but funny aside you're probably not going to take over the chair Twitter for the next takeover because it's probably going to be the night before survivor series, which happens to be the night of the next IZW show. <laughs> or maybe you will, maybe, maybe while you're working at the IZW show, you're also right? trying to maybe. tweet at the yeah. same time.
1: I think you're going to be like, what are you doing? Miranda? There's a match. There's
2: you're supposed happening. to be doing an interview right now.
1: Yes. Uh, get in the ring. Push, pushing me into the ring, but I'm still on Twitter. Uh, yeah. I can, I can multi but not that well. So You
2: know, I'm, I'm, I'm on Miranda's phone tweeting as Miranda.
1: Yeah. So it kind of negates it. So if during takeover,
2: there is a tweet that says that Greg DeMarco is the most brilliant promoter and booker ever. Well, that's from her. I would never, I would never. That's
1: not, no, that's, I mean, no, it won't be from me, but Oh, well. Speaking of IZW and, you know, uh, local opportunities that I will be at, uh, Impact Zone Wrestling, IZW, uh, is still having NAV30, 30 30 Years Brother, celebrating the impact and influence of the Navajo Warrior, uh, one of the most, you know, prestigious and and honored wrestlers in Arizona. So many wrestlers in Arizona and even throughout the West Coast and in the U.S., um, Owe a lot of their career and guidance to the Navajo Warriors. So Nav 30 is being uh scheduled for Saturday, November 21st in Tempe, Arizona at Sun Studios of Arizona. Tickets are still available. You can check it out at social on social uh, on social media um, and also at izwwrestling.com.
2: Yep, yeah, IZW Wrestling A Z on social media. All those forms, social media, IZWWrestling.com. They are going fast, and uh, there's far fewer tickets available than there were a month out of the last show. And yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah. I can't guarantee there's going to be tickets available at the door. And, Last time oh, yeah. we sold out. I mean, at the you door, can
1: make so. it all the way out there, and there's no tickets. I mean, yeah. well, we try to tell people limited. if that was
2: the case. We we would try to give people the heads up. I I would try. Yeah, but you never know, or it could be very. Oh, yeah, few yeah, you
1: never right know. Now. Absolutely. I mean, especially if maybe the person in front of you buys the last ticket. You know, yeah. like that could that could absolutely happen. You so. know, like
2: one person is in line, and then right before it's their turn, the, the nine people they were holding a spot for show up, and you're like, "Damn it!" Like. You know, There could be one person in line in front of you at the Sun Studios of Arizona, and they could be like, hey, how many tickets are? Oh, we got eight seats left. Oh, I want to buy all eight. And then you're shit out of luck. And so, you know, but you you could just go to IZWWrestling.com, buy them now, and that won't happen to you. And you can still get one of the very few remaining VIP tickets where you get a special VIP match with uh, exciting Evan Daniels and Tyler Cintron making his IZW debut. Uh, going one-on-one uh, in a match that was handpicked by the Navajo Warrior. Then, or probably not then, the other thing's probably first, but you can also see a Q&A session with the Navajo Warrior hosted by, I don't know, the host of this show, Miranda Morales. So you get to ask questions of the man himself, the Navajo Warrior, and he will answer them right there on the spot. So you can ask him whatever the mm-hmm. heck you want. And uh and and the floor will be yours. And he's never done that before. Not really gonna happen again. So uh and, and there's only a handful of those, and I mean it, a handful of mm-hmm. those left. So get them while you can because they're gonna be gone real soon. Yes. So go
1: ahead, uh follow IZW Wrestling on uh social media as well because match annou- announcements have been made. We already have the main event announced, uh, which is a three man tag. Um, you have the Navajo warrior himself partnering with the Hawaiian lion um, and Hollywood Yates uh, versus uh, uh, Graves and uh, Dom Vitali and Gallows. Uh, so that that's a pretty big stacked uh, three man tag for the main event. Um, Lilith Grimm and Crazy Hot Morgan has also been announced, um, and then of course just wrestlers who are scheduled to appear. Those announcements are made uh, have been made uh, on IZW social media accounts. So make sure you are following to get the latest information on who's going to be showing up um, and also match announcements. Another way that you could support IZW wrestling or even the Chairshot.com is going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the shop. There. You you can find T-shirts not only in support of the cheershot.com but also the podcasts that uh, are part of the ChairShot radio network, including Bandwagon Nerds, A Winner Is You, um, Pod Is War. Of course, the hashtag Miranda Show. You can get your very own uh, Queen of Soft Style T-shirt. And yes, you can get it in soft style. You can get it with sleeves or sleeveless. Boom, because that's how we take care of you. Uh, you get it soft, soft style.
2: style sleeveless. Like we had that argument already. Yes. Soft style sleeveless.
1: Yes, you can get it soft style sleeveless. Uh T-shirts start at $19.99, but then again, a few extra dollars, and you can customize it by being able to order it in whatever style you like. There's also IZW T-shirts available there as well. And, well, why does that matter? Because at every IZW show, whoever is wearing an IZW T-shirt Is entered into a drawing to possibly win tickets for the next show. So, by investing in an IZW t shirt now, you can get tickets to the next show um, if you wear it to the event. So, and And if you can't go to IZW,
2: the shirt's 20 bucks, the tickets are 30, and you get a pair of tickets, which is $60, but one shirt's $20, and you can win. And the guy who picks the winner is the guy talking right now. So, yeah. Take advantage of it. Take advantage of it. Yeah. So
1: again, pro forward slash the chair shot, where you can purchase your very own chair shot t-shirt. Um, and again, it's all support of thechairshot.com, shot.com, but you can also get an IZW wrestling t-shirt. Especially if you are not in the area, if you don't have the luxury of coming to uh, Tempe, Arizona, to come to NAV30, the celebration of the influence of the Navajo Warrior, well, you can do the next best thing and buy an IZW t-shirt. Again, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the shot and get your t-shirts, yes, I said t-shirts, today.
0: PWX over the top shine and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only 5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv.
2: That's over 150 of your favorite promotions found exclusively at powerslam.tv. So go to powerslam.tv and you'll get a free week. But if you use the promo code chair shot, you will get a free month. Now, a month is only six bucks, but why not try it out and see if you like it first and do it on us. Go to powerslam.tv promo code Chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv promo code Chairshot. shot. The chair shot.com.
1: Always use your head.
0: TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.
1: All right. So, you know, typically uh, we will jump into our next topic, but we have something pretty special lined up uh, for listeners and viewers of this show, uh, special shout out. If you are watching this on YouTube, um, you get to see these lovely faces. If you're listening to this though, you may be listening to this through the chairshot.com. Maybe your favorite podcast streaming platform, like Google or Spotify or iTunes, you're still doing a great job. You're still doing wonderful. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's a thumbs up from Greg.
2: That they can't see because they're listening on the video. Yeah, so you,
1: you could still, you still should, uh, you know, go ahead and, and uh, watch this when you can, when you have the luxury to do it. Because, hey, you get to see our fun backgrounds, these expressions, and, you know, uh, we, we work hard to put on these faces for you.
2: I mean, you did. I, I was born with mine, and I don't. I just, it just, I try to How make do it better. I get better. insulted
1: on my own show. How is that? It's not an How insult. How does that Even work.
2: I, I just, they're stuck with mine. Is what I'm yes. saying. Like I'm not doing anything. Like I said, all I'm doing is just getting less and less of it over time. Everything yeah. else is, um, is 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 just gravy. So we're we're a go on what you and I have been communicating oh, about privately. We are a go. Um, yeah, I just might need to change something. Would well, that one show up on screen anyway? Yeah, we're a go.
1: Okay, yes. Well, we have a special treat for uh, the listeners and viewers of this show. Just right now, we were talking about Impact Zone Wrestling uh, NAV30 that's going to be occurring on Saturday, November 21st in Tempe, Arizona. And scheduled to appear is the gentleman that's joining us right now, someone that I've we've talked about on this show. Uh, someone who is incredibly talented, very funny, but also the gift of gab this man has, um, and someone who you know I've known for many years uh, through the routes of New Mexico. Someone very excited uh, to be joined right now by the one and only Puerto Rican pitbull himself, Gino Rivera. Gino, how how are you
0: doing? Loving you is easy, cause I'm beautiful. I'm just kidding. I'm doing good.
1: <laughs>
2: so before we know. before we go any further, Gino, whatever you're recording on, turn it because you're sideways right now. Oh, side. There, there
1: you go.
2: You're no longer sideways.
1: Perfect. Yes. Is that better?
2: Absolutely. Yes, 100%. it is
1: better.
0: All right, guys. How's everything going? What's up? What's up?
1: Doing great. Thank you so much for joining us on the hashtag Miranda show. This has definitely been a while in the making, uh, just because both of us, you know, are are fans of you. I mean, we have, we know a lot of people who are are fans of yours, but in particular, I know I've had some of the funniest interviews, sometimes the most embarrassing (laughs) interviews with you. Um, so thank you. So I figured, you know, why not do one for old time's sake? Um, and, and let the listeners of the hashtag Miranda show get to know a little bit about Gino Rivera, because you seem to be one of wrestling's kind of best kept secrets. Um, people know you, but yet, you know, somewhat uh, unknown. Is that something that you would kind of agree with?
0: I would definitely agree with that. Um, I feel like I'm the unwanted I feel like, uh, I am still unknown, uh, as much as people probably say they've heard my name or they know me or they've seen me around. I don't feel like I've had that, that big, that big platform yet to go and excel and kind of like get on a bigger level. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of, kind of happy for my friends and my peers that are doing it, you know, that are, are getting that opportunity, but I feel like I'm still the, uh, I'm the leftovers, you know what I mean? So,
1: yeah. Well, we definitely are going to be talking about uh, your appearance at IZW on. Saturday, November twenty first. But before we get into that, again, this is a platform for you to kind of share with our audience a little bit about yourself. I mean, you are a product of the West Coast, and you've had some pretty interesting background in wrestling. I mean, you've trained at one of the the most well known uh, schools in all of wrestling, and you've really been up and down the West Coast. So, can you share a bit uh, with fans about you know how how'd you get started? Where did you train?
0: I started in 2008 in um, Norwalk, California, and the school that I went to was called Santino Bros Wrestling Academy, who um, is led by Joey Chaos of XPW. Mind you, I had no idea who my trainer was. I had no idea about XPW. I was a WCW kid. I was a WWF, you know, fanboy, and... I didn't know anything about independent wrestling or anything else besides those two companies. So when somebody was like, you know, Oh, I, you know, I saw you're going to wrestling school at the time when MySpace was around. Um, uh, they saw some pictures and I was like, yeah, I'm getting trained, you know, and they're like, who's your trainer? I'm like, Oh, Joey chaos. And they're like, like the joy chaos XPW. And I'm like, yeah, so like, I don't know who that is. Like, what? What about it? And they're like, look him up. So here I am, like, Googling stuff or Yahoo. I don't know at the time. And I saw like all this crazy stuff he was doing. And I was like, that's my trainer. Like, holy heck. And like, there were so many people that like were screaming for him and idolized him. And I'm just like, okay, well, I pay him X amount of money to, to, you know, basically train me. So whatever, you know, I didn't think, I, I literally didn't think anything of it. And when he, um, I don't know. I kind of asked him about it. He just shrugged it off. I was like, "Yeah, that's me." And I was like, "You're a big deal." You know what I mean? To like everybody else, but okay, cool. So it was pretty cool, like getting that. um, How I got involved in it was I went to a Los Angeles Staples Center raw show or something like that, and like these guys kept giving me flyers at the light, and I was like, "I don't want to go to a strip club." Yeah. I threw it away because there was a bunch of like naked guys on there, like you know whatever. <laughs> and I, was, I thought it was like a flyer for a strip club, and I was like, "I don't want to go to a strip club." Um, and that happened, and I just remember, like, you know, like, why, why the hell, who passes flyers out at a stoplight? The show ended, I went back, and next thing you know, I'm getting, like, all these flyers again, and I'm like, what the heck, like, what's going on? And sure enough, I was like, whatever, I'm just going to look at it. I looked at it, and I was like, want to train to come become a professional wrestler? And I was like, uh, yeah, that was my, my dream. That's what I wanted to do my whole life. And the next day, I contacted that number. I signed up. They told me to come down. All I saw was a ring. It was in a backyard. Like, I didn't know the difference between backyard training and having a building and being officially, you know, if you have, if you have a building, you're a real, you a real school. But this was actually in a backyard, and I had no idea. Like, I didn't care. I just saw a wrestling ring, and I was like, I'm going to work for the WWE or WWF tomorrow as soon as I'm done training this one day. And it didn't go down like that. But I definitely trained from 2008, like, all year. And then I made my debut in 2009 in um, Newhall, California, as the rookie 88. Horrible gimmick, horrible mask. I bought spandex from an erotic store on eBay for sixty-five dollars, <laughs> and the mask that I had, uh, it came with a choke, uh, a ball. Did you choker. buy that
1: too on that same website? Then it all came. It was it was a package deal. The mask no, it and the spandex. It, pantom- was, it
0: wasn't. It wasn't the same site. I was just bidding for stuff, and the mask had a ball in the mouth. Because it was like a, what do you call it, dominatrix kind yeah, of thing?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like it had a this.
0: ball in the mouth. And I was like, I'm not wearing this. So I just cut it. And that was my mask. <laughs> and and I didn't have money for boots. So I went to like an MMA store. And then I, I don't know, I got like kick pads. And I was like, yeah, I'm a real wrestler now. Arr, look at me. And I look back at that, that, uh, that photo and I'm like, oh, that is the biggest jabron of all time right there so that's how I got my start and
1: definitely an evolution when you talk about your background in in training in wrestling but also another fact that fans may not know is that you now have your own school that that you help uh run and operate uh off the ropes
0: yes yes I currently um I look man I did not want to train I did not want to like do any school? Like I had no desire in the world to like train people I was like me tra- train somebody would want to learn from me and um a student approached me and was like no one will train me here in the state can you please train me and her name was Gypsy Mac and she was like I'm a girl no one wants to touch a girl here and I was like I don't want to train you like I don't like training anybody it's not just because you're a girl I just don't want to train people and she's like she just begged me for like almost two years and I was like you know what uh like after i saw her like almost tears she was just like i want to be a wrestler can you please help me and i was like fine like let's do it whatever and like you know she was like one of my first students and then next thing you know like 10 12 students later it's like it kept going and 20 students later but you know as as one comes one goes one stays one gets hurt like it just comes and goes but i've been um i had my school open off the ropes since june or july 2019 and it's still going strong um I thought I was like gonna just do it for a year and that's it, but like so many students, so many people want to wrestle in New Mexico. It's just like, why not? All right, come yeah. on down. So I'm I produced a, a few talent so far and I've got about four I'm gonna kick out as of next year. So wow. look yeah. out for those guys.
1: Yeah, watch out. You know, who knows? Someone who, who started his career not knowing who his trainer was to, you know, <laughs> starting your own school. That's yeah. really big leaps and bounds. Um, but going back to, to your career, I mean, we have Impact Zone Wrestling happening yes. um, very soon, Saturday, November 21st. It was announced today on IZW social media page. I mean, one, when it was announced that you were going to appear, there definitely was some buzz in Arizona that Gino Rivera was coming back. Uh, but today it was announced that, yeah. you know, your upcoming <laughs> match well, is, is going to happen. You are going to have an upcoming match. Um, but it's not against someone that you've been advocating for and someone that you've kind of called out, which is strange. I mean, it is, you know, Nav 30, the Navajo warrior. You've had some interesting ways, should I say, of how you've decided to celebrate Nav 30.
0: Yeah. You know something Nav uh, was somebody I looked up to, you know what I mean? And I don't know how to go about this without, without really being truthfully honest. I just feel like I don't have Nav's respect. Can I say that? I, I, I feel like Nav gives everybody, you know, respect on the jump. You know, if somebody walks up to him, it's just Nav's like very respectful. He likes these people. He, he helps them out in ways And then when it comes to Gino Rivera because of the reputation that I've developed and built for myself over the the, the last 10, 11 years, and I'm sure he's, he's seen it, saw it, been around it, heard about it, whatever it is. He's, I don't feel like I have his respect. And that's what it's about. I want his respect. I want to fight him. And, and Miranda, when I say, if I win or lose, it doesn't matter because I'm fighting for respect. For him, he's just wanting to shut a young kid up, and I. At the end of the day, I want Nav to to jump on the microphone and let everybody know because he's he's doing he's doing you know he's doing podcasting and he's not he's staying away from from Gino Rivera. anybody anybody that brings it up, he doesn't want to talk about it. You know, as much as I call him out, he won't respond. You know what I mean? His peers, his friends, his family, is everybody, his all the kids under him. They're, they're like, just leave it alone. Or Nav doesn't say anything about you. He doesn't care. And to me, that I find that highly disrespectful. Because if somebody calls me out tomorrow, I'm walking up to him and I'm going to punch him in the face. That's just how it is. you know But with Nav, he's just giving me the silent treatment, which shows he doesn't even respect me enough to respond. So with that being said, is um, I'm trying to pull every hair off of his arm right now and, and kind of go, okay, well, you won't respond this way. I'll get you this way. Okay, how far can I really go? Okay, let me take it even further. And as as far as I want to take it, he still won't respond to me, which shows the ultimate disrespect. You know what I mean? When I'm around him, he, he doesn't look me in the eye. You know what I mean? When he's talking to people, it's in a small group away from Gina Rivera. And um, when I needed help coming out to the Southwest, um, he wasn't one of the guys that stood in, stood in front of me and said, Hey, I, I want to help you. Let me help you. And I feel like, like I said, I feel like I'm the unwanted around here and I'm the, uh, I'm the bad guy. And really I'm not the bad guy, but Nav is the bad guy because now I, I see it for myself. I really do. You know what I mean?
1: I, I Sorry. Like I, I'm, I'm having my expressions on my face cause I, I don't know that that's just kind of an, A weird thing to say Nav being the the bad guy in this I, I understand that there's you know dynamics within the the world of wrestling and even just groups of people you know people have have their their cohorts and and who they hang out with but you know I don't know I don't know if I quite agree with that statement but ultimately is this is this the right platform to do this? I mean, this this is a whole event about his career and influence and, and whatever you may have with him, you know. Is it really the time to do this uh, at such a milestone in, in his career?
0: Understandable. Let me ask you a question before I jump into that. Has Steve Navajo Warrior helped you at anything in your career?
1: Ooh. Yes I mean and- He's always been able to provide really sage advice, and he's always just been someone that I felt comfortable just being able to ask questions to.
0: And he's helped you, correct?
1: I mean, I don't know. Define help. I mean, I'm not quite sure. I mean, if you're giving advice and just just someone who, you know, uh, I can ask questions and get feedback from, yeah.
0: I can't say the same for whatever reason. And I've been around a lot longer than the people that he's helped. So I can't say the same. And as I said, as I felt disrespected by him on shows and on personal uh, uh, levels and stuff like that, it's absolutely fitting and the right time to attack him on his 30th year anniversary in the business as being the ultimate disrespecting type of figure in his life. I have to take it that far. I have to go and attack his family. I have to attack his career. I have to attack his age. I have to sing him happy birthday songs, poking fun at the bear, because I know now will never accept my challenge. He won't acknowledge me. He will not say that he has respect for me. And, and and he's just, I know he's going to beat my butt. I know he's going to tear me apart, but he still, after after that match happens, I know he will still not say what I want him to say. And all I want is for him to say, Gino, I respect you. I just don't like you. He won't say either of that.
1: But why is it that important? I, do, I just have to ask. Why is it that important for you to go through all these measures to do all of this poking, to, to do all of this just to get what? For him to say that he respects you, I just, it's, it's a little confusing.
0: He is the man around here. He is the man around here. He is the Godfather. He is the untouchable. And for me, I want that spot. I want that respect. I want everybody to look up to me. I want people to ask me for advice. I want people to look at me the same way they look at Steve instead of looking past me and going, we hate that guy, but we love that guy. I want to be loved too, and I don't have that. So what, what, what better place to do it at, 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 at NAV30 if he ever accepts or if he, if he even steps up or if he even talks to me or acknowledges me? I'm going to be at the same show, in the same building, same locker room, maybe with a few more security guards around me, but I just want him to acknowledge me, that that's all it is. And and, I, and and if he doesn't do that, I just got to take him out of the spot that he is so comfortable in. And when I do that, then maybe I'll have everybody's respect. Then maybe everybody will want me. Then maybe everybody will ask for advice from me. Then maybe I might be put on a bigger platform because he might be potentially in my way. And I see that. So I got to take him out. And you have to respect that. You have to understand where I'm coming from. A lot of people don't, but you guys will in time. You know what I mean? so And and I hope he listens. I hope someone tells him this. I hope someone records this. Whatever it is. You know what I mean? But I'm going to beat the respect into NAV. Whether it's at NAV30, or it's at a show later, or if I have to show up to his house. And trust me, I'm that loco. I will show up.
1: You know, that's some twisted stuff. I... (laughs)
0: this logic it is,
2: it is there's but there's no it, it, re- it doesn't feel it really like there's is, any logic in this i to, I, I want it. you know i, I mean, have to do it I I, i'm i'm sitting here that. i'm sitting here and and listening and i mean it's hard for me not to say anything like it's it's my show like i'm putting the show on like everybody knows this listen to the show we just talked about it beforehand like like i've talked at length about izw and yeah and, and i you know and and most people know that that it's also Navajo Warrior. Like, like we work together on these, and and so for me, I'm told, like, I want to put on a good show. I want to make sure that our show goes off without a hitch. I want to make sure that nothing bad happens. I have been planning this show. Yeah, Miranda knows this. May of 2019, we did the IZW reunion. June of 2019, Navajo Warrior and I sat down and decided to bring back IZW. And I knew at that point, and I told Morgan, I want to do a 30-year celebration. That was almost a year and a half ago. If a year and a half of my hard work goes down the tubes, I, I don't know what he's going to do, but I'm not going to stand in the way of it.
0: Yeah, you know, I feel like you're and I totally, And I totally understand that. I totally understand that, but let me tell you something. Everything will go off with a hitch, without a hitch. I'm sorry. If he just pulls me aside in the corner, shakes my hand and say, I respect you, kid. You'll never hear bad words from me. He won't do that. So I I understand that things could go crazy at that show and that you won't be responsible for what he does. But, Greg, I'm going to tell you this. I won't be responsible for what happens if he does not acknowledge me. Right? and you understand that right
2: this is insane i've been I, doing this since like, i've been, this been doing this, this since 2006 we, what? What? I've, what? I've, I've seen it silence. all and i have been insane. there people for people are
0: scared people people when when i just say when i just said that everything flashed in front of your guys eyes you guys know what i can do you guys Nah, know, this is insane know the
1: I Gino, have. look like i we you know, I always say you're like the little brother I always knew and I never wanted. You know, I joke, we joke, but this isn't, this is in like, come on, this is insane. Like you, this is literally, you're, you're almost hi- wanting to hijack this event.
0: You know what? Um, with the respect of other performers, you know, I'm going to pick and choose my time. You know what I mean? But all it takes is that man to meet me backstage and say, I respect you, Gino. Let's water under the bridge. That's all I want. And he won't do it because he doesn't see me as someone to respect. I'm some young punk
2: kid. Have you seen right? the Wrestling promos? Anything, you but think he's going to do that with the promos you distra- put out? No. He's uh, not that's, that. not, that's just not
1: happening.
2: I mean, look, I'm going to... I'm sorry. Do- I'm sorry. I am sorry I, I No. Did, I did, just- did.
1: I just I, I don't see that happening. I, I look. I got to pivot because again, it's it's been announced you are going to be at IZW. You are going to have an opponent. It is not the Navajo Warrior, but I mean, hey, there's a lot of other great talent that have been announced. Out of the other wrestlers that are scheduled to appear, you know who would you want to face? Who would you be excited to face?
0: Navajo Kid um steve um warrior navajo the native american man i mean there's really not much of an option you know what i mean that's all i have my sight set and let me promise you guys i've got something really special in store and it's going to knock your guys boots off you wait you wait and you know i keep my promises and i promise you when you guys see what I'm about to do, what I have planned, you guys you guys will never forget this. And Steve will never forget this. Navajo Kid will never forget this 30-year celebration that I've got in store for him. You know what I mean? I've got a gift for him, and he's going to love it. He's going to remember it for the rest of his wrestling career. Crazy Hot Morgan, she'll remember it too. Maybe Stevie, should remember that too. And I don't like to get into men's family, but I'm letting him know that I I, I need you to to say something to me, Mm -hmm. right? Don't, Don't get in a video and say, book it. I want you to say my name and say you respect me. Get on a microphone and tell everyone, I respect Gina Rivera. I just don't like him and everything will be okay. But I'm telling you, I know it. He will not say it. And that's what drives me crazy. That's why I'm going crazy, guys. You guys think I'm crazy. The things I'm saying, you guys are speechless. You have nothing to say. You guys cannot stand what I'm saying. You guys don't agree with what I'm saying. But in time, you will. And you'll understand. And I'll understand, too, when a young punk kid come, comes up to me in 30 years and says, I, I want your respect. He's going to have to earn it. And that's what Navajo's trying to do. He's trying to make me earn it. But I don't have to earn it because I already have earned it through everybody around him, but he, he doesn't think that. He doesn't feel that. That's what drives me crazy.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm, I am sure it does. Well, nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. speechless. Yes. No, no, just, just for a lot of reasons, you know, look, I, I, Again, I'll, I'll always have you know love for you as, as a as a colleague, as someone who you know I've had some great interviews with. I am not sure if this one will go down as as one of them, uh, but you know, uh, I wish you the best of luck, uh, especially on the twenty first. You may. Need it, but uh you know, continue with you know. Big shout out to all of your students over
0: at uh, at your school. Miranda, um, I'm battle tested. You see this Jesus. chest right here? Tell Jesus. Steve that I've been taking chops all day, all day for three months straight. His chops don't scare me. I'm not afraid of his.
1: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
2: Oh, I don't know what happened there. I have no idea. Just looks like he dropped off. Hmm. (laughs) Jesus. Interesting.
1: Well, everyone, that was Gino Rivera. Uh, He's going to be at IZ's W Impact Zone Wrestling Nav 30. Um, God only knows what's going to happen there. I mean, part of me surprised, but not that surprised. You know, we've talked about Gino before on this show. I met him when I was ring announcing and starting my career in New Mexico. Uh, and, and it's, you know, you kind of always know that there's some level of this with, with Gino, he always has an ax to grind, but this is insane.
2: I just, <laughs> I hate to do this, right? It's, it's, it's your show and it's not fair to you, but you know, I shouldn't do business this way, but whatever. It's my show. I'm I'm the one responsible for this show. I'm the one putting this show on, like not your show, but uh, the, no, November yeah, 21st, yeah, not the hashtag Miranda show. We're no, talking about
1: IZW Impact Zone, thirty, like is Greg's this is, show.
2: This is Greg's show. And
1: hold on, hold on, uh, is is this? Uh, 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 go ahead.
2: I just, I'm not gonna let someone screw up the most important show that I've ever put on. Yeah, and these things have a way of handling themselves. And, you know, I, we have a very veteran locker room. That whole main event you talked about earlier. Okay. Steve, as Gino insists on calling him, trained his two tag team partners and one of his opponents. And the opponent then helped pull somebody back into the business. And then those two opponents helped groom their third partner through the business like this is a this is a navajo warrior tree of wrestling that you're going to see in the main event and they're going to lay it all out like like none of them would be here if not for him and and just that's a celebration and it will be a celebration no matter what he thinks is going to happen and you know how i feel and about him and and We've sung his Gino's praises many times on these airwaves, yeah, but I, no man. one, no one is bigger than the show. No, and this show is an absolutely
1: Warrior. not. And no. I say, be careful what you wish for. The Navajo Warrior has already he's seen. I mean, look, I I I knew, him, but at the same time, I trusted Gino to just come on and be here, like you know, an adult, like the person that I I've known oh, yeah. that I've you know and. I saw this, it just, things just did not make sense. It just, this whole philosophy, this whole idea does not make sense to me. Especially when you know the Navajo warrior, he is very much a gentle giant, but like when that beast awakens, like.
2: Oh, he's awakened. I I get the messages. I get the message right after Gino showed up on Big Lip Radio unannounced. Like I, I get, you know, when, as soon as the promo comes out, I hear about it. It's my show. Like I'm going to hear about it. And uh, let's well, let's uh, let's go to commercial and let's talk yeah. about that. We got like 20 minutes left. Let's spend it on something else. Eight, seven, six,
0: five, four, three, two, 1. maskscom by Pro Wrestling Revolution, bringing you in partnership
1: with Mask Republic
0: This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com.
1: TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, so we are back with the second part of tonight's show. Uh, Yes. Let's do it. It's, it's weird. Sometimes wrestling gets weird. Things it does. Get weird. It
2: does.
1: gets weird. I'm yes. going to try, try to I focus. Just gotta say that. I just got to say that. Because we are passionate, we are really part of our, you know, local scene. And, you know, for all of you who have just not had wrestling in a while, you know how important it is when a show comes together, especially after you haven't had it in six, seven, eight months. So why we are very passionate about these types of subjects is because you know this is it's our community it's our home and it's especially for a lot of us who just haven't had wrestling in a while um you know do you want you just want everything to go well and smoothly yeah. and you love your, re- your local wrestling you and think
2: like it's not just yeah. the, that that's that's it for you I'm the guy in charge I'm the guy handing out the it. envelopes I'm yeah. the guy responsible to the building i'm the guy responsible to the brand that i've been allowed to take on and lead like yeah. i'm you know i have a commissioner but i book talent and don't book talent and yeah. we talk about booking shows and all of that like man don't, yeah don't you're a my show. i would love to. <laughs> like don't fuck with my show yeah like yeah. seriously like don't like don't, yeah. like, don't. This Just is, don't.
1: Word of advice for people: I'm pulling back the, the, the
2: curtain that used to sit behind yes. Miranda during these shows. But I, I'm pulling back every curtain right now. Don't do that. I will mm-hmm. not. There's two sides of me.
1: Nope.
2: You know, go go back and find the podcast that I recorded after Speaking Out happened. There's two yes, sides of me. A one. Okay. That, that made people one. cry. There's two sides of me, and the other side's coming. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not an on-stage person. I'm not going to go to the ring okay. and do something. No, but, but also... still, for
1: fuck's sake! Like, all just for fuck's sake. Yeah. Anyways, on to our second
2: topic. Yes, please.
1: Yes, uh, if you're looking for another Greg Demarco rant, we are getting close to it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> especially uh, and hashtag
1: Miranda morales rant of course uh so bound for glory impact wrestling one of the biggest nights of the year the biggest night of the year for impact wrestling uh it was held this past saturday and the reason i wanted to talk about this is because a, a few things mainly for me, as someone who watches Impact Wrestling regularly, I've been keeping up with this product now really for almost the past year. For me, it started at Hard to Kill back in January. I got the opportunity to go uh, for the Chairshot.com, and there really started to pick up. You know, regularly viewing and watching the product. I also do a podcast again uh, with Year Chambers from Big Gold Belt Media. And every week we watch and talk about Impact Wrestling. And I've seen it grow. I've seen some amazing things come out of this company through some really interesting and, and challenging times, not only with COVID, but lots of, of releases, uh, vacating their world championship, rebuilding divisions. You know, Impact has gotten a lot of grief. From TNA's history for a long time. And it's been a, a company that I've been able to see flourish and grow, you know, over this year. And even before that, uh, but it's a company that I, I keep up with regularly. And I also root for, I cheer for Impact Wrestling. I think that they have a great blend of wrestling and, and content. Um, you know, there's always, you know, every promotion has its challenges and maybe its weaknesses, but I hand, you know, up in the air, I think they have one of the best women's division of all of pro wrestling. And I will, you know, I, I mentioned that a few weeks ago when we did our um, you know, women's, uh, top five women's champion. I put Deanna Parazzo over a few people because I really believe that Impact has one of the strongest women's division. I feel like their tag division is growing. You know, the X division has been, you know, a, a really solid standard for great wrestling for a long time. So I root for Impact Wrestling a lot. So when Nazir and I last week did our predictions for the show, we, you know, we 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 had our layout of who we thought was going to win and, and whatnot. And then Bound for Glory actually happened. And I'd have to say, I had one of the worst prediction rates I've ever had. And for some people they say, that's a good thing, right? You don't want wrestling to be predictable. I agree. However, there were some decisions and some things that were made that some I think were successful as far as pivoting, uh, maybe at a moment's notice, And there was other things that I felt like were wasted opportunities. So we're going to talk about that in a second. But, Greg, I want to get your overall perception of impact wrestling as well, just so we set the standard as to where, you know, we're coming from. What has been your overall point of view perspective of impact wrestling, especially, I would say, over this past year? But maybe if you want to go a little bit further back,
2: I'll allow it. I mean... I'm glad you asked this first because of what's coming later, but I enjoy impact wrestling. I think that they have done a great job of rebuilding that brand. They, are very self-aware the, the new leadership of it which is the prior leadership was not and there there's a reason why tony khan is called jacksonville dixie and that's because of dixie carter and and the way she ran things um i think the current regime has done very well i think they know where they are i think they've done a great job utilizing the talent that they have and, and with a mix of building new stars and, and making tough decisions when they have to and i really enjoyed all of that um you know, when you take a small slice of it called Bound for Glory, it's a little bit different, but where, where they have been and what they've grown into, I'm actually very happy with. I, you might remember on this show, we produced, both predicted that Tessa Blanchard would become impact world champion. And then I told you she wouldn't lose it in the ring and she didn't lose it in the ring. Um, cause I just think that it was a great short-term decision, but I don't think it was thought out long-term. Mm-hmm. And yeah, COVID happened and she was stuck in Mexico, but, our contract was coming up when she won that thing and i just you know didn't didn't think she was going to lose it in the ring and she didn't so but by and large when you take the average i think impact wrestling is better off now than it was a few years ago and it's not a whole lot more you can ask for for a company that's had to fight through the things they've had to fight through
1: So there's three matches from this event that I really want to focus on that kind of grab my attention. And I'm going to actually do this in a sandwich format. Uh, it's not used to say a compliment sandwich, but two of them are bad and only one of them is good. So, um, I'm going to start off with bad, good, and then kind of bad. And and two, I, you know, I think Greg, if if there is any ones that we don't agree with our other bad, uh, kind of decisions or good that you think came out of bound for glory, you know, we'll definitely talk about it, but there's three main things for me that I felt stood out. About bound for glory, two of them being, I think, some bad decisions or things that didn't make sense, and one that I thought was worked off fairly, fairly well. Um, I would say my first negative about it, honestly, is that world title picture. Uh, for me, I have not been in, I haven't been able to get into that story. Uh, Eric Young champion, former champion against Rich Swan. Rich Swann beating Eric Young and becoming the new impact world champion. Uh, a lot of this started back at Slammiversary. So, you know, they were involved in that five way match for the vacant championship. Uh, Rich Swann uh, came back after uh, an injury. He had gotten injured back in January, um right before hard to kill uh and so he'd been out uh up until the summer and he came back at slammiversary also coming back after a stint uh at maybe he wants some call a prison in in the, his mind uh, very likely eric young uh came back at slammiversary in that uh five way rich swan pinned eric young in that match and eliminated eric young um, he did not take kindly to that and re-injured Rich's leg. Uh, at one point in time, Rich was unsure if he was going to be able to continue with his career and at one point retired. Eric Young continued uh, with the attacks and ultimately Rich Swann vowed to come back and face Eric Young. Um, over that time, Eric Young beat um, uh, Eddie Edwards to become the Impact World Champion and you know, as they confronted each other through this road, the story was about this underdog in Rich Swan going against this psycho in Eric Young. And I it was a story I couldn't gravitate to. I, I don't think for me there was enough history, there was enough story for me to clench onto Rich Swan as this underdog. I feel like they completely played up this leg injury angle way too much. It added way more confusion and it kind of built some fake sympathy. Uh, where I wanted to build sympathy and support for the man, not because he's injured. The other qualities about Rich Swan that he had that made him such a, a good contender. Um, but I've also loved the work of Eric Young. You know, I mean, we didn't get to see him a lot in WWE and, and NXT. And so I've kind of forgotten how good Eric Young could be. And so Eric Young sold me on this. Uh, not so much which swan and, and now, you know, the, the title has changed and that part in me as well was a little strange. I mean, we talked about Tessa Blanchard. I mean, the belt was, was inactive for months. Eddie Edwards comes and wins it at Slammiversary. He has a, a short reign and then, you know, Eric Young comes in and has even a shorter reign. Um, I felt like Eric could have had a bit of a longer run with it in order to help reestablish the belt and, and have it more on a heel this time. I think the belt needs to, to have some time kind of simmering with, with different people. Now, I think it's a great way to elevate someone, someone who's, rich who's been with the company for so long. But I think at a time when you need a little bit more stability in the belt and putting it behind some established veterans, uh, and building up the story. You know, I felt like they could have built this up even though the seeds were planted back in July, it was kind of in and out. And again, I want to build a connection with the person and not with the injury. So I was not a fan of this outcome. I haven't been a fan of the story. I thought Eric was going to retain and everything was going to be, you know, uh, not status quo, but we're going to continue continue to see this. But they went in a different direction. And I'm not quite sure how I feel about Rich Swann as champion. Not thrilled about it. And, and you know, I don't, it, it, again, I, I'm not connecting with him as as world champion. Yeah,
2: not thrilled about it is one thing, right? I don't know of how I feel about Rich Swann as world champion. But maybe I could feel okay about Rich Swann as world champion in the long run. I don't know. But it's it's it bounced. It bounced from Eddie Edwards to Eric Young and Eric Young was just getting going. And then it goes to Rick Swan. It's like, why? Why did we have Eddie Edwards win it? And then why didn't Eric Young just win it in the five way? And why did we have Eddie Edwards then just have to lose it? Was it because they realized he's wearing capris and he's a guy? I don't know. And 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 but it's now we got on Eric Young and Eric Young just gets rolling and now it's onward Swan and and who knows how long he's going to hold it and and do we want him to be a long time reigning champion? Do we take him seriously as a champion? That's why during the Greg Demarco show I called it the Impact European Championship because I feel like the last two champions are guys in WWE WWF the old school would have been European champion level wrestlers and it's it's just you know and it bounced around too much. I think that. You had something in Eric Young. I, I would have loved the idea of Eric Young winning it from the beginning. And and then we just did this, and it just seems weird to me. Like, I'd be okay with an Eric Young-Rich Swan feud. Doesn't need to be for the title. And that just, just didn't make any sense to me. And, and I just think it's too much too fast. And Impact seems to do that, which we'll get to. Yeah.
1: So the next thing that I thought was a positive for me was – the way that they addressed or went through uh, the Impact Knockouts Championship bout, uh, it was set up to be Diana Perazzo versus Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray had won a number one contenders match um, at Slammiversary to become the, the new number one contender uh, for the Knockouts Championship, um, and. You know, they've had some distance. Diana Prazo feuded with Jordan Grace, won the knockouts championship and then beat her again. Um, and then, you know. Kylie Ray was doing a stint over at Russell House. Uh, and and you know, they had some time apart. They finally came together after Wrestle House was over, and Kylie Ray announced she was going to take her opportunity uh at Bound for Glory. Also, in that meantime, you had Kimberly aligning with Diana Perrazzo. You had Kylie Ray forming a partnership with Susie. And uh throughout the the weeks, we had, you know, Kylie Ray facing Kimberly, Susie facing Deanna Perrazzo. Um Ultimately, several weeks ago, uh, after her match with Susie, Deanna Parrazzo and Kimberly attacked Susie, breaking her arm, her injuring her arm. Uh, and, you know, Kylie Ray really using that fuel to motivate her uh, in facing Deanna. We get to Bound for Glory and Deanna comes out and instead of getting the match that we expected, she lays out an open challenge. Uh, asking anyone in the back who wants to face her, man or woman, come out and face her. And who do we get? We actually get Sue Young, Susie's alter ego, or Sue Young's
2: alter ego, Susie.
1: You uh, know, you know, it, it, you know, it kind of goes both we ways. Get, we get Sue Susie's. Young,
2: we get Susie's demon. Yes. Basically,
1: uh, you know, the undead bride comes back after you know a long absence, and defeats Diana to become the new impact uh women's uh knockouts champion. Now I do want to preface there's been lots of news and speculation as to why well, lots of speculation
2: Challenger- I wouldn't call it news. yes
1: yes just lots of speculation as to you know what happened with Kylie Ray why she did not come out that is not something I'm going to address because, it, like I mentioned, it's speculation, unsure. Um, so until it's fully reported as to what happened, for me, that wasn't really the issue. I was very excited about the match. I was looking forward to it. I think a lot of people were looking forward to it. But I think there w- they still made a pivot that still, for me, saved this angle and even made this angle more interesting by adding Sue Young into the mix. Deanna Prazo is, is the virtuosa. She really prides herself on being the best women's, you know, technical wrestler in the knockouts division. Um, but I loved it when Madison Rain mentioned this as Susie or Sue Young was coming out that, you know, Deanna prepared for Kylie. She did not prepare for Sue Young and, Actually, no one can really prepare for Sue Young. There's no way to prepare for Sue Young. So I love this dynamic as someone who's very proud in her technical capabilities and her preparation as a Diana Perrazzo, getting faced with someone that you, there's really no way to prepare. There's no amount of technical prowess that someone can have that can really address the personality, the aura, you know, everything attached with Sue Young. Um, and I'm not even mad about the title change. I think it seems like, you know, Deanna's time was doing very well. Um, and in the case of kind of the opposite case of the world championship, you know, prior to that, you had Jordan Grace, who won that back, uh, I believe, at the end of January um, mm-hmm. from Taya Valkyrie, and Taya, who had the longest, you know, reign of the knockouts division. So there's been some consistency within the knockouts division. So this change happening just, a, you know, not too long after anniversary doesn't bother me because I feel that the division is still competitive and you could say, you know, just a bias towards the knockouts division, but it's a good, like it's an accurate bias. I, mean, I think that it's, there's very fair assessments of the talent on that roster, but I think being able to take this pivot with Sue Young, um worked out really well and even when kylie ray does come back and maybe you do have a triple threat still that's so much good storytelling that can happen and i you know i just really love the storytelling that's happening and i think it will just flow very well so that is a positive that i think something that was unexpected but in a very good way
2: unexpected yes in a good way i i don't know yet um I I don't love it because I feel like it undercuts everything Diana Parrazzo's character has been about, and she's the kind of character, and we talked about this on your show, needs to hold that championship for a while, and and now she's basically been shown to to not back up what she says, and I think like she sh- she should be able to handle Sue Young as a surprise opponent. Um, I know sometimes when things don't work out and someone can't be there, you want the replacement to be better than what you were going to do. I do fear that it's meant, this means that Kylie Ray was going to win. And again, it's mm-hmm. pulling the trigger too fast, I think. Um, because it's it's like when when Magnus, of course, now Nick Aldis, finally won the world championship in Impact Wrestling, he immediately loses it to Eric Young. And he was just a transition to Eric Young. And it's... You know, and, and Sue Young's been knockout champion before, but I feel like Deanna Perazzo should have been able to overcome that and should have been able to overcome Kylie Ray, and, and let the the division continue to rebuild around her as champion. But the reason why I'm willing to wait is because I want to see what they do next. Does Deanna Perazzo, when she gets her next legit shot, get it back? If so then I think she's proving herself right in, in what she said. And she was taken surprised by an opponent given the proper time to repair. She wins. I think all is right with, with the world and with her character. But if this just goes on in a different direction and, and who knows what we're doing with her now, it does seem like a little bit of a waste of Diana Parrazzo and what she could be. Cause I think she could be a standard bearer in that division. Yeah. We had Taya who held it for a long time and it worked, but I think with Deanna, different kind of character, different kind of opponent, it, it could, could work as well as with a long reign, and I just feel like it got cut short, maybe because of a substitution, maybe not. Maybe it was going to be Kylie Ray, but I want to see where they go and and see what they do before I fully pass judgment. But right now, I'm in the middle, leaning towards bad, but we'll see. We'll see if it's part of the story or the end of the story. I don't know.
1: Yeah. And they do have a rematch scheduled for next week's uh, Impact Wrestling on Access TV. So we'll see. You know, probably Sue Young is going to keep it. Like I said, I, I don't mind it. I, I think it's, you know, an interesting pivot for me. And again, I'm more storyline you know, driven. So I feel like there's a lot of potential in the storylines that they could go with. Maybe they don't go in any of the directions and that's where true the disappointing is if it's a missed opportunity. But, you know, pivot had to happen and it could have been worse. Um, Speaking of worse, this was the one thing that I just, it just bothered me out of any other match. And I think it's because the buildup to this, kind of unlike the world championship, I liked the buildup to this. I thought that there was potential in this buildup and the ending for me just didn't make any sense. And I'm just very unsure of what this means. And I'm talking about EC3 versus Moose. Um, This was uh, an undisclosed location match, cinematic match, all these things that check off my boxes that are like, yes, I love these things. Um, This began when, when Moose had self-declared, himself but he declared himself uh the tna heavyweight championship this belt that doesn't exist because there's no tna uh but moose found it and declared himself the tna heavyweight champion and he spent uh, a lot of time this summer selecting opponents uh for championship opportunities defending this belt bullying David Pencer into announcing him and through, you know, the whole champion's gambit um, all while, you know, the belt isn't active. It almost doesn't really exist, but that was the narrative that he was building Um, after, um, uh, you know, one of the biggest buildups to Slammiversary was who was going to show up. This was, you know, right when the clauses of all those WWE releases was opening up And, you know, when Impact announced that there was going to be some people coming back, one of the names that kept being harped over and over and over again that fans wanted to see was EC3. And we went through all of Slammiversary thinking, man, we're going to get EC3 in the world title picture. EC3 is going to to show up. But we didn't get any EC3 until the very end, post-credits where we got some sign through uh, a promo that EC3 was back. So we didn't really get to see EC3 again until almost, uh, well, actually, it kind of began. So during Moose's title reign, EC3's previous music played. and, And again, that was, you know, everyone wondering if EC3 was coming back. We didn't see him. And even when he first came back after, you know, the teasers were announced, he was just talking about, you know, building his narrative and, and how he's changed and, you know, what he sought after. And then we found out what his purpose was. And that was to take Moose's championship, the TNA heavyweight championship. And I guess for him, this is how I understand it, that EC3 had to destroy it as a way to break and and, and rebuild his narrative, to break away from who he used to be. And by destroying all signs of that, then, You know, he could finally tell his narrative and and break free. So through the past months, we've had these vignettes of EC3, his intensity, his look just stunning. It's such a 180 for him. And it was just done so well that I, I loved these promos slowly stalking moose trying to locate him scaring him being there at any opportunity almost having this mini cult too of people um and we finally got that build up where uh ec3 stole the tna heavyweight championship moose had to find it and through all that we have this undisclosed location match and it was a cinematic match the layout i thought was great i i loved this layout. I, I thought it felt very well with the narrative and, and flow of EC3. But ultimately, Moose won this match. And EC3 had some flashbacks to himself that ended up being a, a distraction that allowed Moose to, to kind of get the win. And for me, I felt like it was such a wasted opportunity in rebuilding EC3. I wasn't mad at this feud. There was moments of it that, you know. Kind of irked me, like when he held this title over a bridge. One, we've done that before, literally. And two, one week he let go of the belt, and the next week the belt came back. So there was some storyline continuity that kind of bothered me. But I thought this would have been a great way to bring in this new version of EC3. And almost like this cult mentality. And I just did not get a win why Why he lost. Now, it, it could be that there wasn't any long-term plans for him to stay with the company he did this as, you know, something as a go-between, but he is currently, I mean, also wrestling out uh, at Ring of Honor. I mean, that was things that he teased uh, upon his release that he was going to do some pretty unprecedented things. Um, But through this loss, it does feel like he's not going to stay with impact for the long haul. Um, And also was this a one and done? Because why would you have him lose after all of this buildup. And again, he lost to a man who's carrying a belt that isn't active. Like, yes, we know Moose is athletic, but to go through all of this for the purpose of him just continuing to keep this narrative of a belt that, that doesn't technically, you know, exist. It to me is just kind of, to me, just doesn't make sense. And so it was, I was just really disappointed by that outcome. I felt like there was just wasted time with this storytelling that could have been, really awesome. That could have been really unique and there was elements of it, but you know, for all of that buildup for nothing for ec three, possibly to just disappear into the night again, I feel like is, is wasted.
2: Yeah. It doesn't mean anything like literally it meant like the result negated the whole thing and Mm -hmm. it, and the whole thing was really good, but then the match was, uh, I didn't like it as much as you did because some of it felt cinematic for the sake of being cinematic and mm. I think it would have been better off of EC3 won, because then he could have actually established that as a real championship again. And I yes. actually think it's it's it, this is the the most I don't know, I, I I I can't say this anyway without sounding completely I don't know irrational or whatever. I think EC3 got his narrative wrong by losing. I think it fits his narrative better if he wins and then reestablishes yeah. that and. And takes the thing that established him in his career, because at the time, that was the big opportunity he never got anywhere else. And he takes that and he says, okay, that's what I used to be. Now I'm going to use the same belt to be who I am today. Yes. And now we actually have this competitive championship that's probably more intriguing than what they're doing with the World European Championship. And, and, and then you have something. And you can yes. do something long term, and maybe eventually mm-hmm. unify the titles into one Impact World Championship, and that can be EC three. I don't think he's gone. I think he will come back soon enough. Um, they've been talking how they were allowing him to work with both companies. Impact's more open to that. Impact has a really bad reputation for that in the past because of what happened with Willie Mack in the NWA, and I think that they're trying to fix that so they can, you know. Give their talent more opportunities where it makes financial sense for someone to work for Impact because they can also work elsewhere. And to me, I think that, I don't know, it's just the result is one of those things. You know, I often say that wins and losses don't matter except when they matter. And this time it mattered. And no one cares about Moose any more than they did last week, thanks to the result. No, I I
1: don't think that win did anything. Other than, not I think, just all. disappoint more fans yeah. about, you know, EC3 not winning. And it and, and it's just interesting decision making in this. You know, there may be more story to tell. And if that's the case, maybe there's somehow a narrative that explains why losing was the right thing. I don't know. Or even what those flashbacks mean. Uh, for me, I thought, why didn't these flashbacks happen earlier mm-hmm. in a lot of his promos and vignettes to help establish, again, why? And, and they did that a little bit, but for it to happen during the match was just a, a little... It was off for me. Yeah. Again, I, I liked what they were doing with these vignettes. I thought they were great. I thought EC3 just did a wonderful job in his delivery and the overall theme. But it it's just one of those things where now it kind of feels half-assed. Like they, it was good until it wasn't. And when it wasn't, it was, it was shit, you know? I think one uh, of the things...
2: One of the things that we can learn from 2020 in professional wrestling is the last thing that any professional wrestler should ever want to seek is retribution. Because uh. it will not go well for you. And it didn't go well for EC3 because it doesn't go well for anyone seeking retribution.
1: Now, again, I mentioned overall impact wrestling is a good weekly product so don't necessarily let these particular opinions put you off however i think that these were decisions that could have easily been avoided or put more time into consideration and that's i give you another one
2: concern i have another one
1: well yeah yeah oh you have another one okay
2: why bother having the north lose to the Motor City Machine Guns if you're just going to have them win them right back from the Motor City Machine Guns because you wanted the big surprise of the Motor City Machine Guns. So you sacrificed the North to put over a returning tag team for nostalgia, and everybody loves nostalgia, only to move it back to the North. And by the way, we're two months away from Ethan Page not having a contract with Impact Wrestling, so there's probably going to have to lose it at some point soon anyway, because I don't know if you've noticed, he's tweeted about big opportunities coming for him in January. He's in the best shape of his career. He's gone or he's going to be a single star for them. One of the two. So this isn't going to last either. And it's just, uh, you sacrifice the great rain. This is
1: a good one. This this was one that I, I, because of time I I hovered over it, but yes, I feel like that four way tag match, uh, in particular, um alex shelley being put out by josh alexander for most of the match was you know not not one that was super logical but also this whole i mean ultimately we get back to where we were several months ago the north versus the motor city machine guns and did you really have to go through all of that either on the first end the front end having having the north lose the tag titles um or on this end where they you know we had this whole four way match just to get back to that, you know? Uh, right. So I, I, I agree with you on that as far as a wasted opportunities, you know, in, in them losing the the championship for a while just to get it back. And then, you know, I, I think for fans like me of the North, I hope this is a sign that Ethan page stays uh, you know, that's kind of a telltale sign or always been uh, from a fan's perspective that if someone's contracts coming up and they're getting a about, well, that means they're, keeping that belt until negotiations are up, but that's not always the case. And and ultimately, like you mentioned, Ethan page has been very vocal about his contract ending soon, what that may mean for his career, even though he is in one of the the best tag teams of all of pro wrestling, you know, uh, Ethan page, you know, has the whole career ahead of him as is Josh, Josh Alexander. And they may split up for a while in order to pursue different opportunities that will make the comeback that much better. Cause you know, that's going to happen. I swear if they break up, they're coming back together one day. So we'll make it, oh make, yeah. we'll make the, it's going to be so together.
2: fantastic when we see monster mafia in NXT sometime next year, it's going to be amazing. Now, Josh okay. Alexander, I think has signed a three year deal last year. So it won't happen then but when that happens in NXT after Ethan Page has the solo run there uh, it's going to be great
1: man right the it's man FTR is going to be
2: pissed <laughs> it's going to be amazing and and then the good brothers will be the impact tag team champions which is what we're all knowing is going to happen eventually anyway so yeah. It's it's and the machine guns are probably who knows how long they're even there for. Chris Chris Saban's a producer for them. Alex Shelley bounces around everywhere anyway. So mm-hmm. who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But who knows?
1: Very very interesting. So that is it for this week's edition of the hashtag Miranda Show. Thank you all for listening. Again, you can find. Well, now us wait a minute.
2: On- I, someone needs to brag. Someone. Needs to remind everybody that someone was right. And that's someone's me.
1: Why is this the second most difficult part of this week's show? <laughs> Why have I already had this many challenges in one show?
2: So I I promised it on the Greg DeMarco show. We that are is here. True. So a month ago, basically the, the first Tuesday night after NXT Takeover 31, when Finn Balor beat Kyle O'Reilly to retain the NXT Championship. A guy named Ridge Holland dumped a prone Adam Cole over the barrier. And I came here on your show before the end of the show and jumped in and and needed to say something. And I said what? I said Ridge Holland, very well-known rugby player before becoming a professional wrestler. Who else very well connected in the world of rugby? None other than Pat McAfee. And I said that Pat McAfee would be the person behind the mysterious attack of Adam Cole. Now I said that in jest. I said that to be me because it's Pat McAfee and it's Adam Cole. And no one loved that angle more than me. And that's saying a lot. Cause a lot of people love that angle. And Miranda, what happened last week on NXT?
1: We did find out that Pat McAfee was behind uh, the attacks on the Undisputed Era, and now has aligned himself with Danny Burch and Oni Lorkin,
2: and even put out a video on Twitter today, revealing that he hired Ridge Holland. He bought him the Mercedes, and and he is there as still going after the Undisputed Era. I'm just saying. You know, when I say stupid things like Ethan Page is going to end up in NXT, and whatever dumb things I said earlier that I don't even remember, uh, Marina knows this. Patrick knows this. Other people know this too. Text messages get sent when Greg's right, and 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 there's just you know the world's got to know. Again, the world's wow, got to know. This is
1: this is the second most annoying thing that's happened on tonight's show. That's all I'm going to say. I'm that's- good. Yes, well, there you have it. Uh, we have now truly have reached the end of another edition of the hashtag Miranda Show. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media uh, at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook at Chairshot Media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and cheer- at Chairshot Greg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Make sure you check out. Uh, the social media pages for Impact Zone Wrestling, IZW Wrestling, and make sure that you do your best to attend NAV30 on Saturday, November 21st. Well, Appreciation and highlighting and honoring the career of someone who has been very important and influential and wonderful to the Scene, the wrestling scene in, in Arizona and around the West Coast. I don't care what else you hear. Uh, that is the truth uh, of the Navajo Warrior. Um, you can uh, buy tickets for Nav 30. Very limited seating, but seats are still available. Uh, but time is ticking. So make sure to go to I- Impact Zone Wrestling uh, or IZWWrestling.com uh, for ticket information. And also, make sure you go to chairshot.com, your source for reliable wrestling news, opinions, and analysis.
2: Oh, you want me to play that? I got to play that. Well, I'm okay. still thrown off by by our good friend, Gino.
0: TheChairShot.com.
2: Always use your head. Even the soundbite wanted to be annoying, like a precedent. It it's just like, no. Doing
1: now, it. Yes, so you can go to thechairshot.com to get wrestling news, analysis, and opinions, and you can listen to the podcast on the Chairshot Radio Network. Uh, this show, the hashtag Miranda Show, Greg Show, the Greg Marco Show, uh, Patrick Show, Ben Ragan Nerds, and much more. Pod is War, the Badlands, Three Man Weave, uh, Women's Wrestling Talk are all available um, at thechairshot.com and your favorite podcast streaming platform.
2: I already I already queued up the next sound bite for the end of okay. your show. The, yes. the chairshot.com. Always use your head. I've
1: I've been accustomed to being paranoid whenever I say the shot.com because you never know when that sound clip is. Now that I The chairshot.com.
2: Always use your
1: head. Uh, well, it was great to be back with all of you. Thank you so much for listening and or watching this show. We will be back. I'm going to just say in the future. You never know what's going to happen next week. Best laid plans. But make sure you keep on checking in. Uh, and I'm going to continue to share my random thoughts and analysis on the world of professional wrestling. I'm going to let you know what's happening in the local independent scene of Arizona. And I'm just going to let you know what is up. So uh, it's good to be back. I'll I'll miss you all for another week or so, but uh, we'll be back to do it again. And don't forget to always do it soft style.